Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline. And my darling Kate. Every week. Pregnant so pause. So I just want your name to have the resonance behind it that it should that it deserves, Kate. I, I feel special pause. every time. I, I and then it goes. My darling Kate, every week, Kate and I break down a show from the TLC Network, the name of the network that I believed for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select a show to cover for the next episode by spinning our glorious Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we'll be studying. Hello, my darling Kate. Hello. We just talked for, I don't oh know God. how long on our last podcast, and I still feel like we have so much to talk about. We have about. so much to talk about. I feel like, guys, you understand, it's a Monday night. It's boiling hot in Austin, where Kate is. It's boiling hot in Los Angeles. And it's 9.13 here. So I'm so sorry, Kate. I'm getting into your 11 o'clock, going into the next. We are going into another day of talking about trash TV. This is my life. Yeah. It's unacceptable behavior. It's unacceptable <laughs> behavior. Um, but Kate, no, yes. we. So on a Monday, guys, just a little insight into our sketch we record on a monday our 90 day fiance wrap up so that was you're going to be listening to this episode on wednesday our 90 day uh before the 90 days review was released yesterday on tuesday um but we record all this on a monday night and then we get together on a thursday and kate and i cover our real housewives of orange county plus now crappy lake like we are busy busy people crappy like plus 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 on and they get released on a friday and if you are a subscriber or a patreon member you will also re- get a second episode on a friday every other friday of the month where kate and i pick an insane documentary guys we're covering ufos we're covering paranormal we're covering true crime we're covering people dying at water parks like it's Anna nicole smith like i can't even there's a lot going on, but to hear it all, you do just, you need to sign up. So wherever you're listening right now, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, go into your feed. You'll see that there are episodes that you try to listen to and it will say subscription only. Click on there. It's five bucks a month for two extra episodes a month. And Kate and I are having a real ton of fun with it. I mean, you get a back catalog as well, by the way, of all of our past Patreon episodes, which are huge. And, um, we are just finding these bizarre documentaries and Kate, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. 
it's so fun because we thought that we would just use that space to have no rules and just follow yeah. our hearts are just a weird little black disturbed hearts. And we are finding some really fun stuff. So check us out over there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Five bucks, two extra episodes, and you get to just support us and all the, all these, you know, episodes we're pumping out. So we appreciate everyone that has joined recently. Thank you so much. We do. We see you come in guys. And immediately when we see that new subscription, we see a new Patreon member, you get personalized emails from us just to say thank you and everything. Cause it's so awesome. We love it. And we see all of your DMS. We respond to all of your DMS. You can follow us Instagram tender loving care podcast i love going on to our instagram and i see our messages and then someone saying oh my god have you seen the shit show of this show and i'm like i don't know i haven't and i respond immediately being like but what is that like it's just great all of you guys are so good you are constantly looking out for new shit for us to cover and i love it i couldn't ask for more we deeply appreciate you wait deeply um, what else I appreciate is that, yes, crappy, like Sundays are busy for us, Kate. As I said in the previous episode, we have crappy lake. We have 90 Day Fiance. We have Real Housewives of New York. There is something else. Also, I thought, oh, uh, um, 90 Day Fiance UK. There's a lot going on. Uh, we discussed 90 Day Fiance UK, by the way, guys, in our episode yesterday on Tuesday. Go check it out. Um, I just want to say, Kate, we'll be discussing Crappy Lake later in this week. Um, so I'll hold off, except to say that if you listen to the episode on Tuesday, guys, you know that me, my PI skills are out of control of what I found out about Dabney and Tinsley Mortimer. Go and listen to that. Um, I also dipped into my PA skills again when I watched Crappy Lake and found out the exact person that Sonia had sex with in the last episode. And guys, it's not great. I'm just going to say it's not great. But I have, I am posting some stuff on our Instagram. Go check it out. Um, okay, I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this. I just want to let you know that um, I watched the... Okay, sorry guys, it's really emotional for me. I watched the first episode of Real Housewives of New York of the new season and the new era, as they call it. Um, have you seen it, Kate? No. Okay, so we're not discussing it. Um, let me know when you've seen it. It takes time for us, guys. We can't just dive into this. This is a deep emotional commitment for us to go back to New York when we don't have our Sonia, when we don't have our Lou. Um, I have watched it. I do have my opinions, so we can maybe discuss that on our episode later in the week. But Kate, I will just say I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that on our Bravo episode. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Kate, take us into what the Wheel of Shame gave us for last week. Okay. So last week we spun and the Wheel gave us a show called Who the Bleep? Not who the, who the you might have heard us talk about who the bleep did I marry before yes. this one is just uh, this happens a lot on Discovery Plus and TLC just a slightly different show this so, is called... yeah, slightly <laughs> slightly off brand it's like when you go to CVS and you might there's a there's Coca-Cola and then there's cola like that's yes. just a little bit off brand a little different so this one's called who the bleep, and this is how they describe it. Who the bleep begs the question, how well can you really know someone? In one episode, a horrible boss turns out to have a frightening secret life. Also this season, a best friend hides an evil secret and commits a shocking betrayal. A mad scientist neighbor cooks up an elaborate scheme for media attention and Warren Jeff's nephew speaks out about his uncle's terrible crimes. Guys, okay. So we get these guys in the wheel of shame and the wheel of shame giveth, the wheel of shame taketh away. The wheel of shame knows what we need. Sometimes Kate and I need two morons running around a haunted house that's what we need and the wheel of shame gives it to us sometimes kate and i need a documentary about people being catfished sometimes we need just darcy that's what we need for our soul and the wheel of shame gives it to us 
what we were given this week was great. And I am a little bit sad that I didn't give it more time because as you know, that Kate and I've discussed a lot, everything's last minute for us. I mean, Kate and I are literally about to record and we're texting each other, shit, what show are we supposed to watch this week? I mean, we're literally like trying, trying to get everything in because once again, guys, we do record like five episodes a week, but um, it's a lot of shit TV. But I looked and there were quite a few in this season of like Who the Bleep. So I I looked at just visuals. I, I saw that it was BTK. And there was some very, very disturbing uh, serial killer stuff. And as you know, a bit of a aficionado with that, I do have on my entrance table into my house, I have, <laughs> when you walk into my house, right? There is a beautiful, ornate kind of gold and glass coffee table next to my sofa. And on it is a coloring book full of Idris Elba, who I find extremely attractive. On top of that is a um, Real Housewives coloring book. On top of that is playing cards of every serial killer imaginable. So I have a wide range of stuff going on, especially when it comes to serial killers. I have a tea towel over my oven that my friend got me for Christmas that is like cartoon versions of every serial killer as well. So there's there's a lot in my house. There's a lot going on. You know, we just go with it. We just go with it. Um, So I looked at BTK and I was like, it's so dark. I was like, I don't think we need to watch that one, Kate. So I randomly picked one that I thought, uh, maybe this will be all right. I didn't even look at the description and it was about Philip Markov. And I didn't realize it was about Philip Markov. Philip Markov is also known as the Craigslist killer. Kate, going into this, if I had said to you before you watch this, do you know who the Craigslist killer is? Did you know the story? No, I did not know this story. Got it. Okay. I was very shocked, familiar with this because it's a very unusual story of somebody that ended up killing someone and being involved in a world of murder and crime and robbery. None of it made sense. The pieces did not go together. And that's why he wasn't a serial killer. He was not a mass murderer. He was a white blonde-haired, privileged man in medical school that ended up being nicknamed the Craigslist killer because he would go onto Craigslist when they had the seeking arrangements type of things, sexual kind of listings, would meet up with prostitutes and rob them. One, he robbed multiple, and then one he shot in the head and killed. And there was video footage of him walking out of the casino, not casino, sorry, walking out of the hotel. This is all in an extremely wealthy, privileged area of Boston. And none of it made sense how he went from a privileged guy in medical school, which takes determination, discipline, brilliance. He was he was engaged to marry a woman, Megan McAllister who was also a doctor and in medical school. They had their life planned out. They were young. They had, you looked at them, you're like, you've got everything. You have absolutely everything. And she was, she was living with a man that she had no clue who he was. And we can say that when we've been perhaps cheated on, perhaps someone's had alcohol addiction or something like this. He was going out and killing people and she had no clue. And I didn't realize this was what it was about, but this whole series, Kate, there is a little bit of the TLC. I'm sorry, why have we got light music when we're discussing stalking and killing um, and reenactments? But essentially the whole What the Bleep is about people giving their firsthand experiences of dealing with people that they had no idea who they really were. Right. So this episode is from the perspective of his former classmate in undergrad, Morgan Houston. So she was a pre-med student at SUNY. Is that how you say that? Yeah. In Albany in uh, 2004. 
and she decided to join this pre-med co-ed fraternity uh, to make friends and also because it would help her get into med school. It was a very, you know, focused group of kids. And so that's where she meets Philip. And he's, oh, he's very shy and standoffish at parties and things like that, but she ends up struggling in her chemistry class. And so he offers to help her. They become study buddies basically. And, uh, something that was odd. The first thing that she says she noticed that was odd about him was that he would pretend that he was cramming for tests and very interesting like she describes opposite he wasn't pretend he was pretending that he'd never studied or yes sorry yeah the opposite he's he would he would come in in the morning oh i didn't study oh what am i gonna do and he would take the book oh i just gotta go off and study for a little bit cram Uh for the test and then he would get A's and ace yeah. all the tests. Yeah. And so if she asked him about it. He's like, oh, I guess I studied the right thing in that hour before the test. And eventually she asked his roommates and they were like, oh, no, he studies all the time in his bedroom. It's a v- very, very telling part of that of her entire story. This man lived a lie. And when you try and find out a lot about him, because guys, Google, if you go, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the Craigslist killer. And if you Google information about him, it gets more and more shocking. This isn't someone that had telltale signs. This was a odd, I, I mean, she describes it as odd. And we find out there was an incident that was very unnerving for her. Yeah. Um, but that story is very telling. He was a man that lived in mystery. He was a man that lived with a persona, as as all killers do, because they cannot function any other way. But his persona was everything he he would create. It's like all good con men. They create a persona of what they want to show to the world because they can't show what's really going on. And it's like, um, for example, an anorexic. An anorexic will... um, I, a friend of mine that was very, very ill with anorexia, and we were all very aware of it. Um, and she was getting thinner and thinner and thinner and iller and iller and worse. And she would post photos, though, of her constantly eating. Always a muffin in the mouth, a big, big slice of pizza. But she was just thinner and thinner in every photo because she was obviously not eating any of it. But it was a great thrill to post these photos to be like, look how much I can eat. I eat so much. and I'm so thin. That's kind of part of it. And this story resonated with me so much. He would, like you say, he said, oh, my God, I was out. He'd create the story. I was out all last night. I just got in at like 2 a.m. I can't believe I have this test. What am I going to do? And then she said, and he'd come out and he, he passed it all. He aced it. But really, he'd been staying up all night and studying for it. But it's this constant narrative of who you are that you need to project to the world. It's terrifying. So strange. There's a night where they're out at the bars and she wears a new pair of jeans and he makes an odd comment. Oh, your butt looks really good in those jeans. And she said it felt really skeevy. Because it's not him. He wasn't a guy that would say something like that, but he's... It's like an alien trying to fit into a mold of who they should be. Right. It's, uh, I don't like, I don't like that. And then that just led to this other incident that you mentioned where uh, they're out at the bars one night and they're taking a cab home and he, it's her and him. And then one of their other lost pre-med friends, law school. Uh, pre-med friends and so they get out that friend heads home and philip says i'll walk you to your door oh that's very nice so he's walking her to the door and then he's forcing he ends up forcing himself on her trying to kiss her she's pushing him off he's saying he she said it was terrifying because it was so unlike him and he was really aggressive and physically overpowering her and you know saying like I know I know you really want this and things like that and luckily one of their classmates this other guy showed up and got her out of there 
but she didn't report it or anything because, and this happens a lot. She's like, I was busy with school and it seemed like such a hassle and I didn't want to deal with it. And I just moved on and I avoided him. Yeah. He went on to, I mean, this man was, he was brought up in Syracuse, New York. He has an older brother. His father was a dentist. I mean, very privileged, well-educated, intelligent man. He, um, this girl is telling her stories and she says it was just always something off. There was something odd about him. And then he started luckily to tell us that he'd met someone and we were all really happy because he'd met this woman called Megan and she was also um, in pre-med and uh, or maybe medical school, actually, because he had went to SUNY Albany in pre-med when he graduated that they all applied to medical schools. They got in, which, by the way, if you're listening and you are a doctor, I mean, I don't know how many doctors we have listening to this, but, you know, thank you for your service if you are because you really, to give us the, the even a, a, a little bit of the intelligence of who a doctor is, I appreciate to listen to this shit. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but, um, I mean, you're saving lives. We're talking about DAS. So thank you so much. But, you know, can you imagine what it takes, the discipline to get into med school? Then, so he get, it takes an MCAT, then he's a second year medical student in Boston University when at the time of the crimes. At this point, he's met Megan McAllister and she was the exact same, very determined, beautiful, young, thin, works out, genius in school, just like doom, 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 everything. Got engaged. They were living together. They were go- He was going to university. He was studying every day, but it was all a lie. She didn't know that he had a monstrous gambling debt. He was going to casinos and gambling hundreds of that tens of thousands of dollars. He was broke. He would keep set. He would like the stories. They didn't cover it in this. And the reason I'm going over this is because I've read so much about this case. And it really is a bizarre wormhole you could go down. But he would, for example, she didn't know that he I think he was failing or something was going on at the school because he was gambling so much. He was over his head. Um, everything was over his head and, and he was either missing classes or something like that. Or he said he had an internship or something and, and she believed he was going somewhere every day and it was a complete lie. He wasn't, he was gambling. And what starts to happen in the news is that it is reported there. And then he proposes to her and they're engaged. They have a wedding website. They're two white, blonde, blue-eyed medical students are both going to be doctors in New England, pots of money, parents, both they have these great families. Everything is like pristine and perfect. But what he was doing is going online at night on different types of websites and profiles. All of this was found out after the fact. He was interested in a multitude of sexualities and different genders and profiles with very violent BDSM, not regular BDSM, which is usually control, which is all controlled, but it was violent BDSM. He was interested in just very outside kind of sexual preferences. His girlfriend had no idea. She said we had a regular sex life. We were going to bed every night together. I had no idea who he was. He was on there trolling for dates, whether it was with men, women, um, trans women, trans men, prostitutes. He started going on Craigslist. They think the reason he started meeting with prostitutes on Craigslist was to rob them because he was in so much debt with casinos. So it came out, you know, a lot of these girls and some of them spoke in some documentaries that I've watched that they said, you know, as a working, working, uh, as a um, traveling sex worker, we go to different states, you know, to whatever different cities. So we would go to New York and maybe work there, go into a hotel, 
work there for two weeks. So our clients would come in. That's just how it did. That's how we did it. We'd put ads out. And I have seen interviews with some of the survivors and they said, you know, a lot of us had pimps as well. That's usual. So, um, well, they call them boyfriends, but they wait downstairs to make sure that where everything's okay. Um, and there was one girl that survived the attack, but he didn't come in and have sex. Like it wasn't sexually motivated, they don't think. It was that he was desperate for money. So he thought he could rob prostitutes. And because sex workers are seen as second-class citizens in this in this country, that the crimes would be overlooked. So he went in and he got a gun. No one even knows where he got a gun from. I mean, this man was living a life where he was going to polo on the weekend with Ralph Lauren shirts and talking about the wet, you know, $200,000 wedding they were going to have. But he was meeting up with women, prostitutes and robbing them and in debt and failing in medical school and going to sleep every night with this woman. It is, you, you can't believe what he was doing. Just terrifying. I mean, this show, this episode is from the perspective and is they're interviewing this former classmate, but really it's his fiance who. How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. really didn't know. That's a... Megan McAllister, if you Google her, what happened, and I've listened to, you can find all of this, all of the police interview tapes of when she was arrested, because how it all came to a head. So he didn't, He they said he was a brilliant man. And they pointed this out in this. He was a brilliant man. You don't get into medical school without being brilliant, right? Got into medical school and he's a brilliant man, but he was a terrible criminal. When they searched his house, he had carved out Grey's Anatomy, which is a central book for learning in medical school. And and that's where he kept his gun. He had all the women's underwear that he had robbed or whatever hidden very openly and like hidden in like an attic. He'd, He'd taken souvenirs from these women. So what had happened is, is that they had CCTV camera of him. He had a baseball cap on. And he was walking through the lobby in the hotel after women had been robbed at gunpoint. Then he'd done that a couple of times. Then what happened is it went wrong and he he wanted to rob the woman, but instead he shot this woman and killed her. And he walked out of the room and you hear in some of these documentaries, you hear one of the people that were staying in the hotel. These were nice hotels. And they said, we heard something we thought was a, gunshot we were like what we opened the door and she was halfway lying out of the door bleeding to death so we called downstairs and they came up and we they couldn't even believe what they were seeing 
because it was just so she'd been shot in the head and she was lying across the the threshold of the door um but they had the cctv camera photos i cannot remember i'm so sorry i know all of you out here who are probably experts on this case i cannot remember how it came together i think there was a mix of um emails uh, to the sex workers that led back to ip addresses that led back to physical addresses that led back to cell phone numbers you know it re- i think that's how they got to him and i will also add in this he was 24 years old 20 wow so they then he's panicking because he knows it starts coming on local news and they nickname him the craigslist killer and he realizes stuff is closing in because he's he's apparently only ever killed one person. Um, that's all they've ever found out. He was robbing them and they think he was really robbing just to try and get his gambling debts cleared. Went too far and he killed this woman. So the Craigslist killer is all, all over the news. The CCTV footage comes out. Can you imagine being knowing you're guilty of a crime and seeing yourself on TV? And he knew he had to run. So he said to his girl, his fiance Megan, let's go to, we're going to go to Foxwood's uh, casino. It's a casino he loved. Let's go out there. And she's like, uh, really? We can't go now. I have exams. He's like, no, let's pack everything. Packed everything hastily. Cops had already kite, were, were watching him, watching his um, apartment building. Packed the car. They got him on the freeway. They arrested him. They put her in handcuffs as well. Took her to the police station. And what will destroy you is listening to those tapes because the police interviews with Megan, she's just like, what are you talking about? This is ridiculous. She is defensive, defends him to the ends of her. They show her the photos and who does this look like? Well, it looks like him, but it's not him. He's a medical student. He's my fiance. This is not what do you, she cannot cannot understand or comprehend that this could be the person she's been sleeping next to uh, i know uh, they raid the house creep. they find the underwear they find the gun they fi- they know they've got him they, they you can hear the interviews with him and he does an okay job at deferring everything he he, he goes around and around in circles with the with the police long story short in the end he's obviously arrested for the murder Megan does a press conference and says, I'm standing by him. This is not correct. This is a false, false um, arrest. Weren't his fingerprints everywhere? Then the evidence comes out. Okay. She goes and pays him one last visit in prison. And she goes in and you can see footage of it. She's leaving the prison. And that's when she went in and said, I know who you are i finally know who you are i will not stand by you we're done and a year to the day that they were supposed to get married he kills himself in prison and he kills himself in a way that is very violent very he he knew he did a lot i won't go into the details but you can google this and find it but he ends up in his blood smearing the the nickname that he gave to Megan that they had for each other and it's you listen Mm. to this and you watch it all Kate and you just think it's weird because you end up having this sense of you listen to that and you go oh it's so awful and how sad for Megan of it's the the victim is the is the sex worker that was killed the sex workers that were robbed and Megan and her family and his family they were pillars of society. They were people that he you cannot believe, as this episode is, as the series is, is who the bleep are you? You don't yeah. know people, Kate. It's hard to even imagine this happening in your life. Like it's so disturbing how people can fake 
everything going on in their lives like that on such a big scale and just be such bad people. Like I, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around for sure. I just think, and I hope I will never know, but living a double life, I mean, as a cheater is horrendous enough. You can't even imagine someone sleeping next to you and then sleeping with somebody else. It's just awful. You can't imagine someone doing that. If you're a good person, you can't. Um, But to live a life of lies, everything's a lie. Your money, your job, just, and you killed someone. He came home that night knowing that he'd murdered someone and got into bed with her. And she's going, let's talk about our wedding. Where should we go for our honeymoon? It's, he killed himself. I know. And he left photographs. He killed himself and left photographs all around of the, of the two of them on the day that their wedding was supposed to have taken place. And me being me, I did do a lot of research on her and what happened to her afterwards. She went in to complete hiding afterwards, which you can understand. I mean, this was love. This one she was going to marry. By the way, she was 24. They were that young. He was that a is young so man. Insane. I know. 24. 24, dude. Um, so she believed his innocence for so long. And then on that last thing when she didn't and she left, that's obviously when he killed himself. Um, she is a practicing doctor. She ended up taking some years out went back to medical school and is practicing. There is a lot of rumor that I found online that she's actually practicing in Los Angeles now. Don't know, but she changed her name um, because it was just, you know, you don't know how, how you'd recover from that. I don't know how you would. And the press after her, that's what was disgusting as well. The press were hounding her house and her family's house constantly. She'd been through enough. That's it's she's never ever given any press never anything i i do believe from i found it suspect i think she's married now and i hope she is and i hope she's happy and i hope she's she carried on with her career as being a doctor but guys it was i did not realize it was going to be about him but there are many oh excuse me there are many who the bleeps so it can be some serial killers it can be like con men but the whole series, I watched this, and it was it was twenty one minutes, Kate. Though it was really yeah. Like, just <laughs> listeners, just so you know, I just learned way more about this case from Polly than they tell you in the episode that we watched. I mean, they touch on all of the, not even all, they touch on some of this yeah. <laughs> that she said. But uh, it's you know, it's a reenactment thing, obviously, and this makes more sense now that you explained the fiance they couldn't get her. So it's, it's a sort of watered down version of what Polly just told with the ex-classmate. Yeah. Um, So I, yeah, it's, I thought it was a pretty good for what it was. I was like, okay, a 20 minute little synopsis of these things. A good background, if you will. Okay. A good, you know, it's a good show. I like the show of a Sunday snooze show. I've spoken Mm. about this before when you've had maybe a rather late night on the Saturday and you're just recovering on Sunday and you want some shit on TV, doesn't press you too much. You can maybe fall asleep, wake up to a new episode. That's what I would like. I almost feel like we need to start to really (gasps) define our, because we have the laundry shows. We have the laundry shows. Yeah. Like our podcast is included (laughs) in a laundry show. I know guys, you are listening to this right now. You're listening to our our dulcet tones while you're folding your underwear, while you are driving to work. Well, maybe you might be in line at Starbucks or McDonald's. I don't know. But that's we we provide the service. But you're right. right, That's a really good idea. So this this is a Sunday snoozer. Oh, I love a Sunday snooze. Oh, I love that. You know, when you just wake up and you're like so rotten from the night before, but not so like, but you've got past the vomiting and you've got past you got past the vomiting you've got past the real feeling like i am never drinking again and you can finally hold fluids then you are able to have some fast food so you can actually take some mackie d's fries down 
and you're like, the saltiness is good. I'm satiated. I've eaten a ton. I don't feel like vomiting my guts up. I'm good, but I'm exhausted because you never sleep well on a hangover. Then it's like, I'm just going to lay on the sofa for a little bit, put a TV show on, just relax, take a snooze. This is a snooze. Yes, that's a Sunday yeah. snoozer. Love a Sunday snooze. What would you rate this, Polly? Um, if you're a new listener, we rate each Wheel of Shame show on a scale of zero to 600. That is a number that we pulled from My 600 Pound Life, just so we have a wide range to rate shows, pounds of learning, pounds of entertainment. What would you rate it? I'm going to give it uh, a three. Because I like that they have great subject matters. Like they're doing BTK. They're doing some really interesting subject matters. So I'll give it a three. But they are skimming on a lot of details. Yes. Okay. After hearing all the stuff that you knew about it. Yeah. I agree with that rating. Uh, Three, 325. Yeah, that's that's about what I would do as well. All right. Yeah. So guys, check it out for your Sunday snooze. Um, I will say, guys, we have a very important task right now. As always on the show, we need to head over to pick for us. The gods of the Wheel of Shame will pick for us our next show. So let's mosey on over. (laughs) Guys, we're at the Wheel of Shame. (laughs) Such a short walk. Woo, such a short walk, but we're here. We're good. Um, guys, we've got we still have a ton on here. We have a ton. I mean, we I always like to throw it over to Kate, see what she wants, whether she wants stuff like uh sex sent me to the slammer, whether she wants fat chance, whether she wants married at first sight, people magazine investigates. I don't know. What are you feeling? I want something light yeah. but interesting. Okay. I, I'm not we had this murdery one. I don't want I know. that again. Finding want... Bigfoot. Finding Ooh. Bigfoot would be showing. I'm obsessed with people that are obsessed with Bigfoot. I had an ex. <laughs> okay. <I'm... laughs> I had an ex, not my last one, but another okay. one okay. that was obsessed with Bigfoot. And like, I mean, genuinely, and he was a very good looking man. He was not these bozos living in a hut in a in a a field somewhere like trying to get in the woods all day but he was obsessed with Bigfoot complete I would buy him at Christmas and his birthday buying books on Bigfoot the entire time convinced that Bigfoot existed what does that involve being a Bigfoot enthusiast okay like searching there's levels to it I'm sure okay invest a lot It, it involves a lot of searching on the internet reading a lot of uh reddit threads Oh, okay. And saying it definitely exists. That's what that's what it consists of. Love it. Yeah. I, I would enjoy that show, I think. Uh okay. something like that. Ghost Hunter, maybe. Yeah. Something okay. something a little bit silly. Well, let's I'm with you. Let's you go. Okay. People magazine investigates would be good because they do some frothy stuff. Mm. Wheel of shame. Give us what we need to receive. Three, two, one, spin. Come on, come on, come on. We're there, we have Kate, 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 Kate. We have. It's frothy. Okay, Kate, get up, uh, get up, Google to search this, see if okay. we have it. Restaurant Impossible. I feel as if that may be recognizable to some people because I've heard of this. Restaurant Impossible. I am a massive fan of Gordon Ramsay and uh, when. Um, kitchen nightmares i love that i i watched oh, honestly, yeah. like five shows six shows in a row of him doing that going into restaurants and being like you are a pig what's this what's this i love that and then he changes what do, what, do, what do english people think of him we okay i actually met his personal assistant a couple of weeks ago this is no. such a weird story I always with polly always full circle is his personal assistant i met him he's an older guy that he's like i have no life and i'm just i travel he says out of four out of 31 days of a month i'm traveling with gordon about 25 he says i'm yeah he's like i'm in from scotland to london to paris to vietnam to brazil to and i said 
I so I picked his brains. I was like, is he as manic and high energy as he seems? He says he's wild. He says you just cannot believe that someone exists on that plane of energy constantly going he goes he will shoot a show and it'll be one take done all right on to the next one let's keep going he's on co- he says he drinks coffee from the second he wakes up to the second he goes to sleep like wow. massive coffee drinker he says what i do really respect about him because he has a wife and like four kids he's like what anybody says about him you wouldn't believe what a family man he is he keeps his family together and tight and i said but how if you're never home and he goes he just makes it work he just does um she he says i've worked for him for 20 something years i've had horrific horrific weeks with him i've had great weeks with him but this my impression of speaking to this guy afterwards was I said, would you ever do anything else? And his kind of response was like, I can't. I think he's <laughs> honestly tied to him for life. It was very, a wow. very interesting guy. So I got a massive insight into Gordon Ramsay, which I was really, really excited about. Um, it was a really interesting conversation. But I said, but you can't have animals. You can't have a relationship. And he's like, no. He's like, I don't even have plants. Oh. I know because he's like I can't how could I ever have a relationship with a woman I'm never here it's like holy shit I wonder if he gets paid handsomely oh trust me he does I saw the watch he was wearing he does but it's no compromise in life yeah he's alone you know he he can never he says I will be staying in like the Ritz Carlton in London and it's fantastic and it's amazing but I don't have a partner I don't have an animal. I don't have my own life. I can't see my friends because I travel so much. You know, it's all compromise in life. That's it really tough. is. Mm, very interesting. But anyway, Restaurant Impossible. What is this? <laughs> uh, Robert Irvine is on a mission to save failing restaurants Oh my God, this is the collapse. English guy. I know him. Actually, I think I'm excited. Welsh. Okay, I've actually watched this. I knew it. So he's got dark hair, glasses, super aggressive always wearing a black tee and working out and i think he wanted to be gordon he is a trained chef and he's super aggressive and i think he's actually te- i think he's welsh i will believe and he comes in he d- is basically kitchen nightmares but it's with him yep I know how many it. seasons of restaurant impossible do you think there are on discovery plus anyway 13 22 oh <gasps> so is he still going when was the last season let's see i'm pulling up season i feel 20. like this was year i feel like this was early 2000s season 22 this first episode came out december 29th 2022 i had no idea this guy was still going and i'm actually really happy i thought he was like a flash in the pan no pun intended in the early 2000s and then never Never did anything again. He looks the same. His hair's just gray now. I want to do the recent episodes, Kate. I want to do the re- okay. recent episodes. Okay. So we're going to do that. Guys, Restaurant Impossible. I'm so happy he's still around. I'm very happy for him. You know, I spend nights awake wondering whatever happened to him. And now I know. Robert um, Irvine. <laughs> so we're going to follow him uh guys i don't know what else to say apart from we love you and thank you for following us as you know our instagram is tender loving care podcast please go and follow us there we love the support all the dms you send us we respond straight away because i don't even go on to my personal instagram anymore i'm just obsessed with all the messages you send us so please go on there send us anything whether it's like have you seen the shit show what's going on with this how's das what's your opinion i love it all send it to us we always respond um follow us there and we have i set up our threads except i'm never really on it don't know what's going on with that um yeah. email us tend to pod at gmail.com we love hearing from you um we've already plugged our patreon and our subscriber it just means massive amount to us for you to just those five bucks a month honestly like from from all of you we all work really really hard and i know stuff is tough and economies are tough wherever you're listening and it's it's all a lot um but for you to be able to support 
any type of, I like to say the arts when it comes to Kate and I. Um, it just means everything and you're so beautiful and thank you for doing it. And we really appreciate it and love you. Kate, anything else? Thank you so much. I second everything Polly said. And the other way you can support us is just by sharing the show, telling someone about the show. That is a really easy and free way that you can help us grow and continue to do what we love doing, which is talking shit about all this shit. Mm. So have a great week. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you oh, very soon. Hey, there was one thing I wanted to say. We get our stats, guys, every week before we record. And I do want to say, Norway, Denmark, we see you. We see you. And I want to say, I wish you any Danish, any Norwegian, even though I'm obsessed with Norway because, you know, I'm obsessed with Norwegian forest cats and just the whole country and how beautiful those forests look. I want to run into those forests naked. I want to swim in those lakes. I want to get mixed up in the folklore. I'm just obsessed with Norway um and Denmark I love you too um but thank you so much because we see we are really 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 creeping up in these Apple um in the Apple podcast chart positions in Norway and Denmark so thank you so much it's crazy to think that anyone's listening to us let alone people from far away as Denmark and Norway and Japan I saw Ah. the other day as well and coast we have Costa Rica we have like just it's amazing and we love you all and England of course thank you for your support and I see you in Glasgow by the way my family is all in Glasgow I see you listening so thank you so so much um we love them Kate we love world tour coming (laughs) as soon as possible imagine the state of us in a world tour as well though (laughs) you imagine we'd be like everyone just come on stage let's all just have a chat and then we'd get bottles out We'd all be chit chat, and I would expose so much about my sex life and personal life. It would be hideously embarrassing. Everyone, no, I think when we do, guys, when we start our live tours, we're gonna. You're all signing NDAs. You're all. You walk into that Palladium and you're signing NDAs. We're very famous, and we cannot have our secrets revealed. Sorry. So, so famous. (laughs) All right. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We will see you again on Friday. Bye-bye. Bye.